Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series episode by episode. Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series. I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy. Hello, LA. Hello, Burley. So this week we are on season one, episode three, mm-hmm. Dead in the Water. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I don't even know if that's the words of the song, but that's just what I heard. Drown in, in the Water. Is it? I think that's the name of what the song is. Yeah. yeah, something. That's what I heard whenever I read the title. Yeah. But before we get into episode three, we have a quick recap of last week's episode, which... When we started digging into the lore, it got a little depressing. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, cannibalism is never going to be a fun, fun. Yeah, it's not going to. It's not ever going to be a good time, right? <laughs> but the show was interesting. I Definitely. enjoyed the episode, but yeah, the lore digging into the lore was not fun. <laughs> but we'll recap the show. We'll leave the lore alone where it was. Sam and Dean followed the coordinates left in their father's journal, and they ended up. In Blackridge, Colorado, basically in the middle of nowhere. And we're helping some people find their brother who had gone out on a camping trip and had disappeared. Basically, they end up learning that they are dealing with a Wendigo, which is a creature made famous in Native American legends. A Wendigo is a former human whose cannibalism has transformed him into a creature with superhuman strength and speed that feasts on human flesh. Mm. And so it was really, really cool cinematically, all that stuff, lore, depressing, all that stuff. But overall, a pretty good episode. Uh, Yeah, and I have to say there were a couple moments like where they certain shots and like the light on their faces and everything was done really well. That's like, what I was yeah. saying. Like the cinematography, I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah. It was a good one. The cannibalism discussion just ooged me out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this week, luckily it's not as oogie. <laughs> LA, take us into the recap. Let's talk about the gore and what we adore from episode three. All right. Well, if the <laughs> way to kick it off. We're off to a great okay. start. The, the opening scene of this app. Okay. The opening scene in this episode is really reminiscent of the opening scene of the 1970 Jaws. 70? 75. Did I say 75? 70? Yeah. No, 1975. So. 75? Mm-hmm. And that was like one of Spielberg's first big first things, movies. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't realize it was. I always thought it was an 80s movie. No. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, where the girl is swimming and then, like, oh. she Like, it's dark in Jaws. Like, she's out in the ocean. Right. And then she's just swimming around and then gets pulled under. Well, this one, she is in a lake. It was a lake. We're talking about the sis, the girl that goes missing, right? Yeah, at the very okay, beginning yeah. in the opening so, shot. So, yeah, she dies into the lake and is just kind of doing her thing. Swimming. So, she's swimming and then stops. Same thing. Gets pulled under. Right. So, it was, it was kind of cool to have a little ode to Jaws. I'm sure they did that on purpose. Well, with the fantasy, horror, drama, yeah. supernatural, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of kind of, like, at last episode, I that was definitely Carrie, like, 100%, oh, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So 
it's nice to like see it. that yeah. Carrie and now Jaws and it's fun. Yeah. I, I'm the enjoying it. Homages to yes. other stuff. Yeah. And I'm excited for fans to start telling us the stuff we've missed because I'm yeah. sure we've missed a oh, lot. Oh yeah, like little Easter eggs and things yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, so opening scene, Jaws. We see a girl yes. go in the lake, she's swimming, and then she gets pulled under. Right. Gotcha. Well, Sam and Dean, they decide to investigate this drowning of this girl that we saw in the opening scene, 18-year-old Sophie Carlton. And she's a the third drowning victim in the last year whose body wasn't recovered from Lake Manitok. Now, they got this information, people, from a newspaper. Yeah, they did. I don't know if anybody remembers those. It was they don't have a Google search right. set yeah. for weird shit it was on a, on their phones and whatnot. Old school circling it in the newspaper and taking that clipping with you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they they go to the local sheriff's office and pose as pe- federal wildlife officers, which I love that they keep posing as all these different like officers and people, and it's like anybody that looked at them would know you're not any type of officer. And nobody's questioned The way questioned they're dressed, it. yeah, I mean. Not since the pilot. Yeah. And even then, he questioned it, and they're like, oh, well, thank you. And just kept talking <laughs> and just moved right past it. Yeah. And speaking of the newspapers, the other thing I noticed that I haven't mentioned yet is they're using maps. Yeah. To find all these places that they're going to. Not MapQuest. No GPS. No GPS. No printouts from MapQuest. Like, they're literally looking at maps yep. and going that way. I tried using a map one time. I was in El Paso for work and I got lost because I missed a turn on my map quests and map quest doesn't reroute for you. Like oh, you're yeah. fucked. You <laughs> missed a turn on map quest. You're fucked. And I had to call my dad and my dad had to go look at a map Aww. and find where I was and then give me like my dad was my GPS. Yeah. In my phone being like, turn right. Uh-huh. Turn left and got me to where I needed to be. We're so spoiled by technology. So spoiled. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Yikes. So, yeah. So, newspapers and maps, people. That's where we're at. Right. And Blackberry phones. <laughs> yes. All right. So, they're posing as uh, federal wildlife officers at the local sheriff's office, who his name is Jake Devins. Was it Devins or Devins? I can't remember. Anyway. I shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, tell him that they have found... Or he tells them that they found nothing in the lake, despite like running sonar sweeps, and um, that the lake is soon going to be drained because they're going to have a local dam. Or no, the local dam is leaking. Yeah, they like open the spillway or something. Yeah, there was a it was like a kind of a complicated thing, like mm-hmm. something something open the spillway. There's not going to be a lake soon anyway. Yeah, so it's basically not going to be there much longer. Right. And while they're there, they also meet Jake's daughter Andrea Barr and her little son Lucas. Lucas uh, clearly has some issues. He doesn't speak. At all. Yeah. And Andrea is played by Amy Acker, who, if you were a fan of Buffy the Vampire and Angel series, which I think were also on CW, uh, Amy Acker is, she she's a main character later on in Angel. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember oh, the character's name. The name sounds familiar. I think she was in... Quite a few things by Joss Whedon. Mm. I think she was like a, a regular actress oh, okay. that he used repeatedly, but I'm drawing blank on what else she was in. Oh, okay. But cool. I know she was an angel. Okay, yeah. They have all these like pretty ladies in each episode that are right. like flirting with one of them, you know, mainly Dean. Yeah. And I'm ready to see some flirting with Sam, but I know we got to wait for him I to do, get over his grieving. I am going to call out LA. When we started this episode, one of the first things she said was, 
when are they going to take their shirts off? No, I said, I was like, do they ever? Do they ever take their shirts off? I'd like to have something to look forward to. (laughs) Just, it was just a question, you know, just curious. They do. I wasn't paying attention to the story whenever I watched the series originally, but I know I saw things that made me stop and be like, oh, okay. What's happening? Cool. I'm ready for it. Right? Let's get to it. (laughs) Come on. So, anyways, so Sam and Dean research further into the lake. So they learned that not only have six other people disappeared in Lake Manitowoc. Oh, I keep wanting to say Manitowoc. Yeah, because Manitowoc, we did Google it, is not real. There yeah. is not a Lake Manitowoc. Yeah. But there is a, what is it? Manitowoc. And that's like, is that a lake or a town? I think it's a town. I think it's a town, I think yeah. it's a city, yeah. Anyway, so six other people disappeared in Lake Manitowoc over the last 35 years and they also find out that little Lucas witnessed his father's drowning earlier that year. And he spent like two, what would they say, like two hours before he was right. rescued just on like, like a little plank or something. Yeah, just like floating Poor on a little kid. raft or something, which would be traumatizing yeah. and explains that he's not speaking right now. Right. And doesn't Andrea like say he's got like PTSD? Of, right. It's not, she doesn't say that, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. Basically getting around to like, he's, he's gone through a lot is what I think yeah, she said. Trauma, yeah. I think I remember if it was Andrea or if it was her dad, who's the sheriff. Oh yeah. I think it was the dad. I think it was the dad yeah. who was like, he's been through a lot. Yeah. We've all been through a lot. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Very dramatic and telling. Yeah. Yeah. So they decide to go talk to Luce, Lucas and see if he'll, you know, talk to them. Andrea, And Lucas are at the park. Dean tells Lucas he knows what it's like to see something that most people wouldn't believe and kind of sits down, tries to be buddies with him and tells him he's, you know, he's good at drawing. I'm going to draw a picture with you and proceeds to draw stick figures. Yeah. He tells him this is my family. He's like, this is my mom, my dad, my brother. (laughs) It's like stick figures and and everything. And then he does admit he's like, it's not that great, but leaves it for Lucas. He's like, so I'm a shitty artist. What of it? What do you want to say? But he's just trying to get Lucas to kind of give him any kind of clue of what he saw when his dad, when he was with his dad. Yeah. And Lucas just kind of ignores him, keeps drawing. And then, um, so they're over off to the side talking with Andrea and Lucas walks up. And hands Dean a picture, and it's a picture. Good drawing for a little kid. It was really good of a house. There were sporadic, really good drawings that it was like, okay, somebody else did these drawings, and they didn't do kid drawing well enough. Yeah, like there were some of the some of the drawings of the bicycle looked mm-hmm. like a kid did it, but some of them I was like, a kid didn't do that one. <laughs> a kid didn't do that house drawing. Like, a very talented kid. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the same night, that same night. Uh, Will Carlton, who is, is uh, Sophie's the, father. Yeah, the dad of the daughter that yeah. we saw in the opening That they sequence. came to investigate about. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, this, that's her brother. Oh, the brother. Yeah, sorry. So, Will. Bill. Bill, Bill Carlton. Is the father. Is the dad. Okay. Will is the brother. Yeah, so Will Carlton is, uh, I think he's doing dishes or something, and... In the kitchen sink, he starts running the water. It turns to black water. Gross. Right. And even though he pulls up the drain, the, the plug, wa- the plug, like this whole sink is filled with water. It's a, one of those big country big sinks. Big basin yeah. sinks. Yeah. And something pulls him under his head below the surface and drowns him. I mean, it, you don't see anything. It just looks like something invisible is pulling him in. Mm-hmm. And so then Sam informs Dean of Will's death and they conclude that whatever's going on in the lake knows the lake is being drained and it's running out of time to get its revenge. Yeah. 
And they assume that Sophie's father, Sophie and Will's father, Bill Clinton, is somehow involved since they're targeting them. <laughs> you what? said Bill Clinton. Did I really? You did. <laughs> <laughs> they assume that Sophie and Will's father, Bill Carlton, were somehow involved since it keeps targeting his, well, targeted his two children and then Lucas's father was actually his godson. So it's all people related to him. They don't learn anything from Bill because he's just too traumatized and grieving and can't, he doesn't give them anything. Yeah. He's like, I've answered too many questions. Yeah. I'm sad. Leave me alone. You're not supposed to watch your children die, which yeah. is true. I have, yeah. I have heard that's like one oh, of the most yeah. terrible experiences ever. When they're leaving, Dean looks over at the, ha- the front of the house and then pulls out the drawing that Lucas gave him gave to him and he realizes it's the same house and so they go to visit lucas again and then dean ends up telling him about what happened with his mother not details of course because that would terrify the child right he wasn't like she was <laughs> stuck on, the, on ceiling, the ceiling bleeding on my baby brother and then she burst into flames like he didn't yeah. go into details yeah yeah yeah. he just said he saw something scary and right that he he knew he had to be brave yes. basically yes yes and Lucas provides Dean with a second drawing that is another house, but it's next to, next to a white church with a boy wearing a red cap on his red bicycle. Yes. Which we've seen the bicycle a couple of times from yeah, now. So we already know there's something important about that. Yes. So Sam and Dean go and find the church and the house that's nearby. And there's a woman living there. And they discover that her son, Peter Sweeney, vanished 35 years ago on, on his bicycle. Red bicycle. Mm-hmm. So bicycle, I want to ride my bicycle. <laughs> okay, so while they're there talking with um, oh Miss Sweeney, I guess Mrs. Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Oh my God. Okay, no, no more okay. cannibalism. We're over yeah. the oh cannibalism. God, yeah. Why'd I go back to cannibalism? Ah, Dean spots a photo of Peter and with Bill Carlton, and they start to think that Bill may have had may have killed Peter. And the thing in the lake is Peter's vengeful spirit coming after them, after their families. So they go back to Bill, but as they arrive, Bill is motoring out on his little boat on the lake. Oh, yeah. This shot scared us. Oh, we my God. We both were like, what? He's just got his little motor going. He's trucking along. And then out of out of nowhere, some it looks like an explosion happened. Yes. But, like, there's nothing there. It's just like. It comes up from under his boat. It blasts him out of the boat and just like obliterates the boat. Yeah. Just flips the boat up. Like yeah. just like a giant cat swatting something yeah. up and it just like flipped yeah. it. So Peter got Bill. Yeah. Bill like went flying out. Yeah. And he vanished under the water. So after that, the sheriff tries to run Sam and Dean out of town because he realizes they're not real federal wildlife officers. Which I think he had an, a hint. Like I he, mean, he had an inkling about yeah. that from the very beginning. You could tell he suspected that. As they all should when they try to save right? somebody. <laughs> so they're leaving town, but of course, Dean thinks the hunt's not over and doesn't turn off to leave town, turns back into town. And they go to Andrea's house. Lucas answers the door, panicked, leads them to the bathroom where Andrea had started taking a bath, but of course, the black water snuck in. And same thing that happened to Will. She's being pulled under by seemingly something invisible. 
I remember that scene really disturbed us when she's in the tub and you see like the dirty water. Like she's sitting there with her eyes closed, just trying to relax. Relax. And you see this dirty water starting to engulf around her like decolletage and Uh all that. It's just like. So the boys bust in. Sam heroically pulls her out of the water. Right. (laughs) And like she's naked because she's in a tub. Uh And so like. Sam Winchester reaching in there, grabbing you like big old hands and pulling you out the tub. I would have been real tempted to just roll over and just been like, like, oh, Sam or Dean and Lucas, please give me a minute. Just step away. Sam, you shut the door. (laughs) Sam. Oh, I'm cold. Hold me tighter. (laughs) Well, anyway, after she's out of the water and everything, she tells them that she heard a voice saying, come play with me. Play with that. Creepy. And Dean goes through. That's a call back to The Shining. Oh, yeah. Come play with us. Hey, Danny. Dean goes through Andrea's photo. Grown-up Danny can get it, too. Oh, yeah. You and McGregor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, sorry. Dean goes through Andrea's photo albums while they're there and while she's kind of chatting with Dean. And he discovers an old photo of Andrea's dad, Jake, with Peter. And he assumes that Jake was also involved in Peter's death and that Peter's spirit is targeting both Bill and Jake's loved ones, as I said. And when we say old, we're talking like Boy Scouts old. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're, they're kiddos. Yeah. yeah. So then Lucas leads them to this spot in the um, woods that's near the lake. And he just stands there and like looks at Sam and Dean, looks down. And so they send him back into the house and start digging. And they discover a red bicycle buried there in that spot that Lucas showed them. Bicycle. (laughs) And then, lo and behold, who shows up is Jake with a gun. He's not happy. Pointed at the brothers. He reveals, basically, that Peter was the smaller one of the group. They bullied him. They were out at the lake one day, putting his head under the water, and just so happened to to keep him under a little too long. And he drowned. Yep. So they let his body go into the lake and, you know. Just never told anybody. Yeah, and then buried the bike. So as they're all discovering this around the bicycles, Lucas, they see Lucas over by the lake on the dock. Because Lucas heard, come play with me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And went, okay, and like (laughs) ran over to the lake. And he dropped one of his little green army guys. He had an army guy. And that's what he was trying to reach for. Right, yeah. And, of course, the arm Dead arm, dead looking arm like comes up and dec- pulls him in. It looked like it was decaying. Oh, they, yeah. the, the makeup was pretty good. It was like the ring. Yeah. The makeup was really good on the vengeful spirit. Yeah. Well, and even when the the, the little face comes up out of the yes. water, just a, a, eyes, eyes up. That's it. That's all you see. It was creepy. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Sam and Dean jump in. They keep going under, trying to find him. Nothing. They can't find anything. And then Jake... Slowly walks in, takes his jacket off, is apologizing to Peter, asking him to take him instead of Lucas. And then he goes under, Peter gets him, and then Dean makes a very dramatic burst out of the water with with Lucas. Yeah. And saves the day. They hung on that shot a little long. It was, yeah. yeah. But it was pretty. Yeah. So I won't, I won't fault them for it. Yeah. So next day, Sam and Dean are ready to leave, and Andrea, Lucas, and Lucas see them off. Andrea gives Dean a kiss. He gets all these kisses as he leaves these towns. 
And we got a sneak peek of Sammy's tum tum. Oh, yes. There was that marky. It was you have to blink and you'll miss it. But there's a little marky mark moment where his like underwear is sticking out of the top of his pants and you get his little tum tum. And didn't you say you spotted his mic wire? Mic wire. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But thankfully, at this point, Lucas is over his trauma. He's talking again. Yay. And Dean tells him the most important phrase that he needs to remember. Zeppelin rules. Of course. (laughs) And that's it. That was that. Yet again, the Winchester save the day. Of course. So I thought this was a fun episode. Yeah. I liked this one better than the Wendigo. Even though I enjoyed the Wendigo, it was just very different. Yeah. And a lot, they're very different from one to the next so yeah. far. I agree. Like yeah. tonally the same, but just different. So I'm I'm enjoying that. Now, as far as the lore, as you already said, we've got a vengeful ghost. And yes. technically, this is the second vengeful ghost that we've encountered because the woman oh, in yeah. white was also mm-hmm. a vengeful ghost. What is a vengeful ghost? So in mythology and folklore, a vengeful ghost or a vengeful spirit is said to be the spirit of a dead person who returns from the afterlife to seek revenge from a cruel, unnatural, or unjust death. In certain cultures where funeral and burial or cremation ceremonies are important, such vengeful spirits may also be considered as unhappy ghosts of individuals who have not been given a proper funeral. And this is all from Wikipedia. The concept of a vengeful ghost seeking retribution for harm that it endured as a living person goes back to ancient times and is part of many cultures. According to such legends and beliefs, they roam the world of the living as restless spirits seeking to have their grievances redressed and may not be satisfied until they have succeeded in punishing either their murderers or their tormentors. Mm. So a lot of the cultural references are all women. So of course, of course, because we're vengeful psycho bitches who are going to come back from the dead to haunt you. We're hysterical women. Hysterical. We're so crazy. Anyway, I did manage to find a story about a little boy. However, Oh, uh, this is a story of Tanaka, the drowned ghost. And it's a ghostly haunting hailing from the village of Olaa. Am I saying that right? On the big island of Hawaii? Olaa. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, sure. O L A apostrophe A. Aloha. I don't know. Aloha. I'm not sure. And I don't trust Google pronunciation stuff anymore. <laughs> but anyway, in 1947, while neighborhood kids were playing on the shore of a pond, one of them fell in and disappeared beneath the waves. The boy to the pond or the ocean. This said pond. Okay. But it could be ocean. This isn't necessarily something that's factual. Oh, okay. This is just a you story of a boy. Okay. <laughs> you don't say. All right. <laughs> yeah. So our whole, is there any truth to the lore thing? I don't know, but this was a story I was able to find. So the boy Tanaka did not service. When divers entered the water to rescue him, they found the dead boy sitting on a rock at the very bottom of the pond. His eyes and mouth were open as if he calmly sat down on the rock and waited to die. Oh, wow. Years later at noon, another boy was walking about 50 yards behind his father along the pond's beaches. So it's saying pond, but beach makes me think ocean. Yeah. Oh, well. Take it up with obscureban-legend.fandom.com. 
Suddenly, the little boy with his dad, he fell in and screamed to his father that he was being pulled into the water. When divers entered the water, they found the boy sitting on the bottom of the pond, arms at his sides, eyes and mouth open, and swaying to and fro in the current. Fortunately, the other boy was brought to the surface in time to save his life. Oh, good. And then the other drowned ghost vengeful spirit that I could think of within recent memory, again, not true, was from that movie, What Lies Beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Did oh, you I ever see that? that? movie, yes. So good. She's so good in it. It was so good. Yes. That movie came out in the year 2000. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one. So if you haven't seen that movie, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it before, but... It's really good. Talk about cinematography. They did some crazy things with shots uh, where Michelle Pfeiffer like morphs into the vengeful ghost and whatnot. Mm. And it's got some mystery to it. It's a really good story uh, about two great actors, two amazing actors uh, about uh, a vengeful ghost to a drowned ghost. Mm -hmm. So, oh, did I just spoil it? No. Okay. No. But anyways. That's what I have for lore. I couldn't find anything, you know, factual. Yeah. Uh, it was all legends. And of course, yeah. Honestly, I couldn't find a whole lot about vengeful ghosts who had died in water. There is another cultural ghost. Uh, I believe it's Japan where they have a name for the ghost and it's basically ghosts who die at sea. Mm. I think it's it has something to do with boats and whatnot, but... This was the one that was like a kid, a little boy. Yeah. So this is the story I chose to go with. Okay. Well, it's creepy. That's it's still sure. creepy. Nonetheless, like picturing the little boy just sitting down there yeah. with his eyes and mouth open. So, oh, swaying to and fro no, and all thank that. You. No, thank you. So to close out this episode, the iconic quote that I chose was from Andrea. And this was after she walked them to the motel because Mm. apparently turn left and walk two blocks was too hard of directions (laughs) for Dean. She said, it must be hard with your sense of direction, never being able to find your way to a decent pickup line. Ayo! Cheers. Burn. Thank you for listening to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, leave a review, and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch. <laughs>